Hey, this that Eastside Johnny Big Redemption like. No, I'm talking about. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get out the way. Another big win this weekend as we got the chocolates against them. Well, I was about to say the mighty Port. Uh, I was completely fucking up. I was about to say the mighty Gold Coast Suns, which they are not at all. Uh, they are just the Gold Coast Suns, and unfortunately, they're very uh, unmighty and uh, and don't really do much right at all um, when it comes to footy at the moment. Um, which is not trying to bag them. It's just it was um, not intentionally trying to really just pile on, but it is just the fact that we really didn't have any troubles the other day. That was one of the more Comfortable wins, boring wins. You know, it was so much about that game. It's just, a, you know, there was a few people on Twitter, and, you know, I was keeping an eye on what people were saying there and um, saying now it's, um, you know, you knew just straight away it was going to be one of those games. It was just not going to be um, easy on the eye. But it's a win. That's that's the main thing. We got it done by 50, 50 points without much, um, without much fanfare, without much effort required, really. Um, once you know they kicked the first goal of the game, but even there at that point, you just you kind of just felt that one was a little bit against where the run of play was already starting to starting to flow, and then we we kicked six or seven goals straight, and it was um game done. Game done was game really felt done at quarter time, even though it was you know um, objectively close um, on the scoreboard, but you know you just you just had that feeling, um, didn't it? It was just had that feeling that um not even like those games where you get out to a good start against one of those plucky teams, and you just know that they might come at you at some point. Um, a la Frio a few weeks back, you know, we got a good start on them, but you just knew that they had they had the ability to punch back, and you'd you'd have to manage manage throughout the game and make sure you get the job done. Um, the Gold Coast just didn't feel it didn't feel like they had that in them and right from the off. The pressure was horrible from them. Um, you know, our pressure was just what it was required to be. It never, you know, they put those little pressure rating things. I don't know, fucking, I'd love to talk to the person who makes that and work out how they work it out. Um, because it's um fascinating read on how things are going and often it actually does match up with how you're feeling about the game. So but you know, you know, a Gold Coast is always just you know, in the doldrums and ours was just okay. It was never in the exceptional because it just never needed to be. And that's um you know, interesting place for a footy game to be played when one team just um particularly the home team just doesn't have the pressure at any point of the game at all and the other team the um visiting team, which is the better team, um, on paper coming in, but then they come in and don't actually have to be you know, because if we'd played you know the footy that is of, of the absolute best of our ability. You know we could have won by hundred points, but we um, it wasn't required. And there, and there is things on on the day. You know the injuries will get to those, and um, that does, you know that does uh, negate some of your um, ability to keep running that throughout the game because you know there's rotational issues that rotational changes happen when a player like Robbie Gray goes down early, and then um, and then obviously Lockie Jones went down with a hamstring. Uh, soon thereafter, um, as far as you know the injuries go, so you you're down with the sub. It saves yourselves as far as how many players you got available, but then you know we did lose one of our guys um, after the sub had been used, so there was some um, rotational issues, and maybe, maybe that had um, an effect on um, how we were able to run the game out. And you know, because I think there's some people who look at that, and um, there was some criticism bouncing around about, uh, you know, you should be beating beating that side more, but you know, and I'm always there for it. a percentage booster would have been nice, and we uh, at some point one of those would be. Um, 
all right, but uh, I can't complain too much when you go when you go away and you beat a team by fifty points. If you if you're complaining at least well one thing, um, it means your side's in a pretty good position. That um, that a fifty point win away from home, even if against um, uh, subpar opposition, um, is being complained about, then you know the, your ambitions are pretty high and and your team's bouncing along all right. But um, you know, percentage-wise, it would have been nice. Uh, percentage is what's keeping us out of that fourth spot at the moment. Um, when we look at um, Brisbane sitting there. The percentage of uh, that is uh, five and a half points better than ours, and um, you know, but we we're sitting um, beyond that. Our break to uh, Sydney, who is um, interesting opponent this week, so we'll talk about that in the preview later on. Though um, we got a fairly healthy percentage break on them, um, so that and as well as West Coast, who are also a game behind, and uh, Richmond two games behind, and fairly uh, yeah. Look, we're at one hundred, almost at one hundred twenty-three, one hundred twenty-two point nine. Uh, why do I say almost 123? I can just read it exactly as it is. But anyway, 122.9. Uh, Sydney sit at 108.1. West Coast at 107.9. And Richmond at 105.3. I sound like I'm a radio announcer. Um, so, you know, the percentage boosting would have been nice uh, as far as just keeping track with uh, Brisbane at the top. But, but it's not too far off. And um, we're kind of... What we've done with, you know, the losses have been frustrating of late against those teams like Geelong and Western Bulldogs and the like. Um, but what we've done by uh, being, I keep saying it, just keep being a flat track bully when it's required. And uh, the Gold Coast game was certainly a game which required that kind of um, attitude going into it. And uh, we did. We beat them with 50 points we're comfortably. And if you look, go back, I think we haven't lost to a team outside. I think I was reading some article and I'm going to be paraphrasing, so I apologize if I'm not exactly correct. But um, the last time we lost to a team, it wasn't um, in the eight. Uh, I think was North Melbourne back in 2019. That big, that unfortunately big loss. But um, you know, last year we we didn't lose to teams that you know we should we should be beating. Um, St Kilda at the point that we lost them last year maybe was a surprise, but you know they were having a, uh, putting together a pretty good season. Um, and you know this year has been more or less the same. You know, yeah, we should be get starting. To, we need to start getting over the hump against some of these teams. But what's Promising is that we the, the record against like we we're, I think we're beating the teams below us by an average of um forty odd forty to forty two points or something like that. So there is um there, we've got this incredibly consistent and it's maybe frustratingly uh, to a certain point uh, ability to comfortably without you know we're not smashing teams by hundred points but we didn't and we're never not doing it comfortably um bar Collingwood um and then yeah, and then but then losing to those teams above us so you know this there's obviously things to work on but um as far as you know this is a review of the gold coast game and what i guess my main point that I've, I've rambled my way through to is we can't just we can't just sit there and be unhappy a 50 point win we should be satisfied with you know it was 115 on a saturday afternoon it was um you know not prime footy time um so you know, who knows? We could have. You know, it's it's never going to be a night game against Gold Coast anyway. But um, you know, it's just nice. It's just nice being. A, I w- I was happy with a fifty point win. That's kind of where I sit. You know, as long as you know, I said on the in the review, as long as we get done by thirty points or more, um, I'll be happy enough. So fifty points is um very very well in that um of in that zone of being of happiness. Um, you know, it's it's. It's almost you know it's between eight and nine goals. It's a it's comfortable. Um, I think it's always, um, you know, who, who is it? Malcolm Blight talks about um, sometimes the the goals. How many goals better are you than a team per quarter? So, um, I think we're more than two goals a quarter. We're probably three goals a quarter better than um, better than Gold Coast. So you know that means that you know it's and I you know 
that's a twelve goal win if you if you keep piling on three goals more than ever. Then that last quarter we we scored early and then didn't have to score again, and they didn't put any pressure on us. So, um, you know, the last quarter we were really able to take the pressure the the foot off the gas and and not even have to worry too much. And that's that's kind of where it was. You know, we were up by a similar margin to what we ended up winning by um, very early in the third quarter. So it's just um, one of those games where we we got the job done early and and, and then. And then work and worked our way through the rest of the game, and whether there's direction to to not you know to take the foot off the gas, um, particularly with injuries piling up. Who knows? I don't don't know what they how they deal with that because you certainly don't want to um, you know mess with the mojo of the team. But I, I can imagine there was probably um, some people out there that were of the of the mind that um, don't want to don't want to be risking any more injuries um, when the game is won. And and it was just it was won, and it was so easy as well. I think there was just a mission to get back home and um, get ready for the Sydney game this week. So, um, yeah, it was a good win. And I guess we'll talk about it a little bit more. Um, I don't know what in-depth I've got on this one. It was just it was an all-round domination. But, I don't know, we'll find something. I've got my Nespresso here this morning, so we'll figure it out together. All right, so it's complete and utter domination. And I guess we'll, we'll talk about a few of the, the big performances, which won't, won't be surprising to anyone. But um, it was good to see Motlop. Um, he'd had a quite, probably um, was a bit out of it against Geelong. So he came in and he really set the tone early. I think he was the leading disposal getter very early. I remember looking, um, they showed his stats on the screen and I was a bit tired on Saturday, just chilling on the couch. And um, I saw that, I think it was a time I said Motlop two disp- uh, nine disposals and, yeah, and I was just like, wait, is this, at least trying to show his stats from last week. Surely he doesn't have this already, but no, he did. He, he was that he was that good early, and, and he ended up with twenty six of the day with a couple of goals. Um, and he, he also, um, you know, he handed handed uh, got the assist on Jared Lean's first AFL goal. So you know, it was a really good all round game from Motlop, and um, he was a uh, he was, he, and it's something that's been part of his game for much of the season. I think he's been. You know, he's had a few quiet weeks the last few weeks, and that was a, a concern. But um, he he had a few weeks where he, he just really he's um seems to be fitter than I remember him being for a couple of years, and um so his kind of work rate around the ground is um really a lot stronger than I remember it being for a while, and he showed that again um in this in this game against the Suns. It was um he was uh. He was on it, and um, you know, and there was a lot of guys that were on it on the day. But um, you know, certainly early, um, you know, really set the tone a bit and um, kicking it. And he's he's kicking kicking for goal has been handy this year. He's kicked a couple of important ones against um, you know Richmond. He got a couple, and um, you know, just um, having a really good year. Apart from you know, he's he's got to find that um, you know needs to probably find a bit more of the ball in games like the ones against Geelong. But you know, that game just didn't go. Well, for a few people, so um, I'm not going to single him out or anything like that. But uh, you know, it's um, good to see him getting the you know 26 touches is a big, a big game and um, in a game that you know these are the kind of games that you can find some form in if you if you're in the need of just finding it a bit more again and finding the footy and getting that feel for it again. So um, Connor and Connor Rosie and um, Charlie Dixon again. Um, Dixon had a couple, um, and uh, just. And Rosie obviously had his three, and it was just a game where and Dixon had a, a two of the first four or five goals, I think. So he really st- stuck his hand up early, got the goals, and then um, and then really it was just he wasn't required to have the monstering performance. Um, but he he's he's clunking the ball well, marking the ball really well. I'm um, off again on a, you know someone being double teamed, and he's still able to get two hands to it and bring the mark in, and uh, just looks looks fit and angry. Um, it's just exactly how we want Dixon. And and Rosie, you know, he's getting, I think he had 20-odd touches 
on the day again. Three goals. He's just getting. He's just finding his groove again. He's kicking, and he looks. I don't know what happened in, over the break because um, I remember that Frio game. I just remember at one point he's just hand, hands on, hands on the knees, just looked knackered, and whether he just he did whether he was just a bit down on himself in the game as well, and it was it was both mental and physically just needed that break, but. He's come back in such good form, you know, eight goals and the lot since since the bye, and um, just looks fitter as well. It's like it's the eye test, you know. He's um and his his attack on the ball, like he, you know that smother that was that was incredible. Um, it was just that kind of stuff. You just weren't seeing that for a while, and and the tackle um that led to a aim on goal at the other end, which is it's um predictably probably is my play of the day because I just it was just the the everything that's going on in that goal. Um, was just exactly what you want to see from from Connor. You know, it's, uh, some people have been. I think one of the things that was lamented um, at times, uh, as we were, um, you know, talking about uh, uh, his season so far and when he wasn't going so well, um, a lot of the lament was on his defensive work rate and things like that. Um, just he's just he, you know, I'm not going to say that it was my opinion, but just you, the um, frustration on on the socials and whatnot was you know laziness and. Doesn't want to, doesn't want to try, doesn't want to make the effort and all that stuff, and uh, you know, and, and that's um, I don't know if that, it, he's the kind of one that reads all that stuff or not, but um, he certainly, um, if he did does, um, then he, he certainly um, has made up for it with some, you know, the smothers. Um, and Kane Farrell had a smother with like a minute to go as well. This kind of, I think, sums up to me that this team is one that um, really cares about where it's going this year, and it just isn't quite coming together in those big games. But in a game like this, you know, they're really showing what they're what they're doing. Um, so, you know, just a lot of good, like those performances are just, that's just the, the, those little one percenters are definitely going to, um, be important coming later in the season, particularly in a team that's, um, we're still, we're struggling with some major injuries. Um, yeah, going to be really important to, um, that those guys, kind of guys that are coming in, like your Farrells are doing those one percenters, but even, um, Connor Rosie as one of the, you know, the young stars of the team. Um, that sets an example for both, you know, the old, you know, the older guys don't need examples set for them, but they do, you know, they're going to be buoyed by the fact that the young guys are coming in, the ones that they're uh, mentoring are coming in and doing that kind of work as well, because it means that something um, culturally is going right. Um, whether or not the thing's going completely right in the field, we've still got plenty of time to figure that out and um, and we're in a good position regardless. So, um, but the, the, those kind of little things are really important for a team that's building into the second half of the year and, and still trying to make a... Um, make uh, a real impact in the finals as well so um i love seeing that kind of stuff in a game particularly that um you know one team in the suns was really not showing any of that um and we didn't need to uh put too much effort into it to get the game game done it's still those little bits really really do count for a lot to me so um i was really impressed just to see that kind of work rate and um Attacking the ball and defensive defensive work rate as well. It's just really important um, kind of things to see as we're moving forward. Um, whether or not it wasn't, you know, like I said, it wasn't that important in the game as far as what we were, uh, what we were getting out of the game. We're winning that regardless of a couple of smothers and rundown tackles and whatnot. But um, we still, uh, you still want to see it, and it's and it's a good sign uh, moving forward to the more important pointy end of the season. Fist. Smith's handball cut off. Rao gets the arms up above the tackler. Oh, gee, Anderson. He's piled into and Port will get it on the turnover now. Motlop, as the boys said, got his own footy. Can they continue to flow Port Adelaide through Burton? Clever round the body in front of Amon. He's got options. Georgiades, dangerous any time inside 50. Back to Amon. Snapping ball. This should be a goal and a half from the power. 
Fantastic. Back to Connor Rosie's tackle. I loved it. What a great crowd to score for his teammates. Brilliant. See the other arm of transition. And this is strength to Port Adelaide. They do move the ball well from the defence and the other end. Just an incredible, incredible piece of um, play, really. And uh, as Jonathan Brown says at the end of that package, he's very, very excited about Connor Rosie's tackle as well, which um, as he should be, as we all were, I'm sure, on the day watching the game. Um, you know, he says it's you know one of our strengths is um, our ability to um, you know generate scores in that fashion. You know, um, get you know creating the turnover and then moving the ball quickly. And it was an, it was incredible from that point on. It gets you know goes from Rosie to I think Motlop and. Um, Wines is in there. He kind of takes a, he takes take, takes a tackle as he's handballing off, um, and then they get it out to um, Amon and then Amon and Amon and Georgiades. Even that little link up there quickly um, as they because Amon kind of takes the ball in the fifty there if you don't recall and um, handballs it off to Georgiades and um, you know probably for a split second thought he was in better position for it, but then um, he uh, he um, kind of draws the two Suns defenders and and, and an incredible show of. Um, Georgiades, uh, you know, f- footy, footy brain, and just the fact that he's he's a real key component there. He, he sees the opportunity, sees Amon still there, ready to take the ball, and fires off a good handball. That Amon just has all he has to do is still got a fair bit to do there as far as kicking the goal. He's got to get around his body a bit and um, snap it through, but um, from a decent distance. Um, but uh, all class from Carl, obviously, as he's shown plenty of times this year and last year, and his last couple of years of footy have been fantastic. So. A great goal. It just finished off a great move that was all started from just um a, just a great hunting tackle from Rosie, um on uh, I think it was Noah Anderson and he's he's just you know that's like I said that's the stuff that you want to see from your team and um and it helps. It's just really good as particularly from a player like Connor Rosie who I don't think uh, I think a couple of weeks ago probably as we went into the buy I don't think there was a much more um maligned player in South Australia really and it was even it was even getting beyond um you know those people you know your. Uh, the Eastern Seaboard footy shows were starting to like. They're one of the things they were catching on about with Port Adelaide was what's going on with Connor Rosie. You know, it was it was a story that was starting to get a bit annoyingly um, out of control, um, which was nothing to do with us. It was it was all uh, you know. It's just what the media does, and that's that's that that's that's what they've got to they've got to find stories. And um, sometimes it's not always you know. It was he's a third year player, and it was always going to find that form, and he and he certainly has since the break. So wonderful stuff, a great goal, and um, you know probably. You know, a day that was um pretty um, you know, mere formality in the sense of how how it all went. Um, it was uh, one that uh, just sum- summed up what we can do well, and uh, and 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 you know, just the class difference between the two sides. Really, um, with the you know, the Suns were so lamentable in their in their efforts as far as you know, they weren't manning up, they weren't finding, and you know, there was a lot of things they weren't doing right. They hand, they were just miskicking, mishandballing, and whereas you know that that sequence from the tackle, which is the pressure that the Suns were bringing right through the handballs through the middle and the kicks and everything to get down to that point, kind of just showed you know the, the, the opposition coach, you know, Stewie G might have been looking at that and go, that's what I want my fucking blokes to do, but um, you know, we did it, and that's you know, it's a lot of class and a good good um good understanding of the what the team wants to do. I know we're still frustrated that we're not able to generate it um in some of the bigger games but um you know there's still the, the that blueprint is there and there's um certainly certainly reason to be hopeful that um um it's uh there's some things coming together as we head into this later later part of the season all righty it was obviously a big day we're celebrating robbie's 250th and um certainly even robbie he you know he showed <laughs> that, that incredible Take and turn, and then handball off for a Georgiades. Unfortunately, point. But um, I think um, if you've watched the game, you know what I'm talking about. It was an incredible take off the ground, and 
and Robbie kind of spun out of um, some some light pressure that might have been there. I don't know. Saying pressure when it comes to this, this Suns game was um is uh you know I don't know if what but it's a different meaning of what pressure is. But um you know he he was incredible shot uh, turn from Robbie and kind of um something we have seen before from him certainly and uh and deserved a goal at the end. But Georgiades unfortunately just um uh, sprayed it a little bit wide. But um, you know, there was um, he was marking well early. Took a couple of marks in the pocket. Didn't uh, <laughs> again. Uh, there was some commentators curse stuff happening with um, his goal kicking there. But uh, he was showing up early, and uh, he looked like he might have a good game. But then, um, unfortunately, he's gone down with a knee injury, which it looks like a medial ligament strain. Um, and uh, he's uh, going to be out for uh, eight weeks. Uh, he had knee surgery yesterday, so that's that's Robbie. Pretty much, I don't think. Well, I think what we have to do, unfortunately, is just. Consider Robbie out until around finals. Um, now eight weeks gets him back just before finals, I think. Um, uh, it's it's actually probably just around finals. So, you know, it, it, this is we've got to actually look at the team um, as a Robbie-less team um, until the finals come, and then he might be he's going to be an X factor if he gets fit and where we're ever to go for finals. Um, he's certainly going to find his way back in. But um, we've also lost Lucky Jones for a month from the looks. Uh, and I don't know. I haven't. I don't know if I've seen an exact time frame on that, but I swear I've seen four weeks mentioned a couple of times. So it's a month of footy essentially. Um, we've got some guys on the way back, but it is, it is a very, very, um, it is um, a very expanded injury list at the moment. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, Marshall Marshall will come back next week, um, and whether, but it depends what we do kind of do. Um, going to Sydney, we'll talk about that later in the week, but. Um, I think the big one to me that comes into contention as I as I look at um, what happened over the weekend, um, we went to uh, the out, we went to Alberton on Sunday to watch the um, Magpies take on Sturt, which wasn't um, wasn't too much to write home about as far as the game goes. Um, besides one thing, um, the fact that when I mean, we got beaten by um, seven odd goals, unfortunately by Sturt. Um, and we so we only kicked seven ourselves, and six of them came from Dylan Williams, our number twenty-three pick in the twenty nineteen draft, and a player that um, a lot of people um, that keep an eye on the Maggie's bit and, and what's going on this and in the twos have had half an eye on um, because he's an exciting, exciting player. He's got kind of one of those X Factor kind of blokes, and um, he seems like and and in that in that I'm sure you've already get what I'm coming to is that. He just seems like the kind of player that come in and you you just tell him to play that Robbie role, I guess. Um, not that anyone can ever play. You know, Robbie Gray is going to be go down as one of the all time greats of Port Adelaide, and understandably so. And we're not asking him to be, but he just as far as, as, far as his skill set goes, um, incredibly strong mark. I think um, four or five of his goals came from uh, one of them was free kick, but he was taking some strong marks, kicking goals from um, um, every angle, really. As well as um, one where he picked up in the pocket, um, just in front of the Alan, uh, Alan Scott headquarters there, um, picked one up in the pocket, um, and kind of had to do a little bit of dance and a, and a um, you know, kind of sold some candy, uh, you know, one way, and then got onto it and uh, was able to kick a goal from a, from a decent angle on the run after after evading a couple of defenders. It was just one of those kind of like, you know the the kind of the body motion of um, evading the defender kind of was very much like the kind of stuff you see you guys, you guys like Robbie Gray do and kick goals and um, just his, his confidence and, and, and the way he led, um, you know, considering he's so young and he's, and he, you know, he didn't get to play any footy last year because uh, after being drafted because of the whole COVID stuff. So um, he's really only getting to show what he, he can do now and 
in a game that was very much devoid of any, um, unfortunately, too much um, other excitement up forward. He really took it upon him uh, upon himself to kick, and he was kicking incredibly straight as well. He was kicking incredibly well. Um, so you know, and not not much better times than the day after Robbie Gray, Gray goes down for a while for Dylan Williams to come out in the sandful and and kick a bag of six. And um, I think he's uh, what they're looking at doing next week won't just come down to a like for like thing with Robbie. I think there's there's a few you know there's a few other moving pieces of the players that are available and whatnot and what they're going to do. So we'll see what they do there. But um, particularly particularly with um, Fantasia out as well. It just seems like a right, just the perfect opportunity to bring Dylan Williams in um, and see what he can do because he's obviously he's in great form. Uh, he looks he's he's um, he's young, obviously, but um, certainly we know that Ken Hinckley and certainly um, most AFL coaches with a player of that have that ability. You know, you Rob, you Robbie Gray came in um, early on as well, so you know he's he's ready to, he's ready to go, I think, and um, I'd love to see him get a shot this week because um, with the guys that we have out. Um, and some of the guys that aren't quite ready to go yet, um, I think just this is the a player like of Williams ilk is is required, um, I think, um, and um, he's certainly certainly got the ability to um, make it make an impact um, immediately, I believe. So um, that'll be that'll be interesting to see what they do there. But I thought I'd better highlight that that um, you know certainly just the, beyond that, just he had a great game in a in a game that didn't have too much to write home about. Um, you know, he had a great game against the. Against the double lose at Albert in there, and um, he uh, he certainly is, couldn't have, couldn't have been better timed. So um, let's hit, yeah, I'm just hoping we. I'd love to see Dylan Williams play this week. That's really all I've got to say about that one. But um, yeah, beyond that, you know, Lockie Jones went down unfortunately as well, and he's he's getting a, he's getting a bit of bad luck with his you know syndesmosis, um, right, knocked him out for a, few, a month there, and then now he's got a hamstring. Um, that's going to keep him out for another month. So it's you know completely unrelated injuries, but that's um. Sometimes the injuries that um, you know your young players get when they're trying to, when they're getting into the groove of the game, sometimes you get those few of those unlucky ones. But uh, you know it's un- unfortunate for Lockie because I think he's um, he's playing some good footy and um, he's kind of having one of those years that uh, I think he'll, uh, you know, he's he's just finding his feet as well, and it, and that can be frustrating when you're getting those injuries and and it's knocking you out of the game for a month here and there and. Um, so he's still going to have a role to play later in this year, though. But um, again, we've got to got to figure that one out too. So uh, Cleary, I think, might be back in the next uh, couple of weeks. I think you know Dersmer and Cleary and a few of those guys are on their way back. So we'll see how they go. But um, yeah, an unfortunate, unfortunate um, game as far as injuries go. Again, it just keeps piling up, and I, I just, I'm just fucking sick of it. But um, we just got to do what we can and um, and and keep keep diving into that squad we've got and. Um, you know, at the start of the year when I did my season previews and all that stuff, I talked about how um, our squad depth is really good, and um, and you know the fact we're at nine and four now with all the injuries we've had is a is a sign to, is a testament to that. Squad depth being good doesn't mean it's ever going to be as good as it is when you're um, fully fit and you have your best twenty two on the field. You're always going to be at your best at that point, but um, squad depth helps cover some of it and keep getting some results. Maybe you win, you know, three out of five instead of three out of four um, as you go on along the season, but. Um, yeah, you've just got to you just got to do what you can, and um, the squad depth has certainly been tested and helped and uh, and tested and, and but with the squads getting the help from from some of those guys coming in and doing the job. So um, yeah, and I guess we'll, just, we'll have to we'll just um, take a quick break here and finish on a high note with some of the, one of the best performances of the day. All right, it's so obviously a performance of the day it has to be Ollie Wines. Um, he, that was an incredible. He's been having an incredible year, really. Um, I think all of his his top disposal games basically of this year, and um, you know he's averaging thirty two I think a game, 
at the moment and um, really just putting together a season is now starting to get the attention of the, you know, it's, a, it's always when you know that a player is playing really fucking good footy is when um, you get people like, the, you know, Heath Shaw and uh, Daisy Thomas do that, the Heater and Daisy Shaw, whatever they do. And, you know, Daisy's popped um, Ollie's name up on the Brownlow board for him, now, I think. And uh, you've just seen a few of the, few more of those shows and you know, in the wider AFL as well as locally, obviously, talk about um, Ollie's Brownlow chances, but obviously for us, I, uh, look, I, I can't wait to see Port Adelaide play up on that stage getting the Brownlow medal, but for us, um, it's all about what it means to us as a team, and in a year that we're missing some missing some guys and the injuries are hitting really hard, um, the likes of Ollie Wines taking over and really going up to another level is incredibly, even more important than it already would have been, you know, he, he'd still be playing a good footy, I'm sure, even if you had your butters and dersmers getting around, but it, it Change it would, again. It changes it up a little bit with as far as the ball spread goes. But um, he's been absolutely required to be at the very best he can be. Um, particularly, you know, you don't want you know Boke um, doesn't want to have to shoulder the load as the team's best player probably uh, going forward. Um, he's happy to be that, um, and he certainly is still one of our best. But um, you know, having guys like Wines, who, who is now coming into that time of his career that we expect to be him to be in his prime, and he's he's hitting kind of what we know he's always been able to do. Um, He's been highly touted ever since he got drafted. You know, he's knocked back all the, you know, the speculation about moving back to Victoria has gone away and, and all that stuff with the, you know, dual captains and the injuries and all that stuff in the off-season. You know, he's, he's worked through that incredibly professionally and uh, and come into this season fit and firing and now having his greatest season so far as a Port Adelaide player. Um, and certain long may it continue. But uh, 43 touches, just one off the one off the club record, um, which is um, unreal. Um you know, and, and just an incredible game. Um, you know, so obviously the opponent wasn't great, but um, you can only play who's in front of you. And, um, you know, if you're getting 43 touches and leading the team comfortably um, against any team in the AFL, and we're still in the top echelon of footy, um, you're doing something bloody, bloody, bloody well. So um, really impressed with all he's doing. Um, is he, what, is, what is he? He's 26 years old. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's got so much footy left in front of him and to be him to be find, finding this level now is um important for us both this year and, and moving forward. But this year in particular is what we're talking about right now and certainly in the review we're talking about the Suns in particular. And um you can only be as good as your last game and um man, Ollie's last game was pretty fucking special. So um incredible game. Um you got obviously um in the coaches' votes again, uh, the perfect ten for Ollie and he's he's right up there in that. Um and a few of the um End of end this end of season kind of competitions. He's he's fucking tracking pretty well for. Um, Alir Alir and um, Motlop all got set, both got seven votes. I haven't actually mentioned Alir yet. Um, you know he had a, he had a great game. You know he was one of the ones that um, after the Geelong game, um, Alir was uh, particularly one bloke behind me in the seats was just couldn't stop. The only player he yell out all day was Alir, which I didn't. While the defence was, um, you know, getting a bit found out with some of those quick goals that Geelong were getting, um, I certainly I think Alir was alone in um, not having his best game, but um, one, one bloke seemed to decide to target him anyway, but that's, um, he didn't say anything too bad. He just kept on shouting at a leer. It was just frustrating, but um, he had a great game. Him and, yeah, him and McKenzie were really good. Now McKenzie against his old time, old side, um, you know, considering the de- defense is getting a bit of, um, some of those injuries are starting to hit there. Obviously Cleary out for a few weeks. Now we've got Jones out again. Um, you know, for them as units to have such a good game, they really just didn't give it. It did come in a bit from the Gold Coast. They were, just didn't have good entries, and and Alir and McKenzie and the like were able to just cut them off pretty easily. And and Jonas is as good as ever. So you know, just a 
Good game from um, Aaliyah. Um, Rosie and Eamon got uh, two votes each from the coaches' votes, and Willem Drury got one, which I think Willem Drury's been um, just going under the radar quite like all season. Um, may have had a bit of a – the start of the year, he's um, some, somewhat maligned at times just because people – he wasn't doing enough, but um, he's he's really just – he's found his groove, I think, and um, he's, he's really important, particularly with how um, injury hit we are. Um, Drury has become one of the incredibly important players to just keep – Keep grinding, keep getting the job done, and um, it's certainly nice to see him get a coach's vote because um, it show, kind of shows he's been recognised for the, the the work he's doing, which isn't as flashy as some, but um, he's still just doing an incredible job in there and, and getting the job done. So um, yeah, and Tuke Miller got a vote from the coaches' votes as well. I'm just reading just reading the article now. Um, so one one son got in the coaches' votes in a 50 point loss, which is bad, I guess. But yeah, Tuke Miller's probably is. Um, one of the few that could hold his head high um, is um, they're playing a pretty lone hand as far as his effort and um, his pressure goes. He certainly was one that was really hunting, um, but unfortunately he didn't have anyone else to help him out, so it didn't really didn't really matter for much. So, um, but yeah, um, a great game from a lot of a lot of blokes. Um, you know, as I mentioned, Ollie Ollie's right up there, and I think he's. Well, I'm just reading now. He's um, eight eight votes behind Clayton Oliver, who's sitting at the top. So it's Clayton Oliver, sixty eight votes, and the coaches. Um, the coaches board, and um, then Bonham Pelly's on sixty six. Ollie is on sixty. Um, and the next next closest behind him is Pat Darcy Parish and Hugh McCluggage. Hugh McCluggage tied on fifty five. So, you now he's right up there. And um, you know, it's going to be you know Oliver's having an incredible year, and so, so was Bonham Pelly. So it's going to be a tough one at the end of the year to see who can come out on top. But uh, if Ollie keeps having those thirty to forty disposal games, he's going to be pretty high in the coaches' votes every week as long as we're winning as well. So. He'll find himself um, nabbing a few more votes by the year's end, and uh, we'll see where he comes out. But um, as far as, like I said, it's a team game, and uh, the most important thing is what he's doing is um, helping us bank um, a shitload of points um, so far at this point of the season. So um, that's and that's all that matters to us. So um, yeah, an incredible and um, a, a great result. Um, not like I said, it wasn't. I was about to say incredible result, but it really wasn't. It was just a. Um, it was. The game that just um, had to be played um, is one of those ones that you just know going into it. Um, a win is what you need is what is what is required. Um, if you somehow lost the game, it would be um, all hell break and loose. If you win it by if you only win it by ten points, you're probably going to have the same similar similar result to what the um, feedback was to the Collingwood win. It was like oh, it doesn't really feel like a win, but I can tell you, um, it always feels like a it. Anyone that um, says it doesn't feel like a, it, it feels like a loss um go back and actually change the result to a loss and then see how you feel <laughs> i always uh, thought that after the you know the collingwood result was um one that was bizarre and and we got the job done just and um some people said oh i don't even know if it feels like a win i'm like well you you feel you feel much better now than you do if it was a one point loss against collingwood trust me and that's kind of what goes in the suns um Yes, we could have won by more, um, but we could have won by less, and we couldn't have even won if it, if if all hell breaks loose and you get you know particularly the game when you get hit by hit by injuries and if you know Gold Coast had actually showed what they because there's a lot of players there playing well below their level um, and that's just footy um, but um, you know oh you know four points in the bag is all you want and fifty and a fifty point win is comfortable um, yes it's not you're not smashing them by hundred but you're, you're not you're not you're not struggling either that entire game if you watch the game. It was boring and it was not fun to watch. And but as far as a Port Adelaide fan goes, if you're playing a boring game and winning by fifty points, oh God, it's just good to not have a heart attack for a week. So, you know, um, you take some wins in those little moments. Um, you just take the take the small 
the small victories and move on to the bigger games. You know, it's like I said, it was a game that just had to be played. You know, the Sun Suns are, at the moment with who they are as a team and what where they where they are, and they're a little bit listless at the moment. Um, they're just not going to be a fun team to play because you're either going to be lamenting that you're not winning by a lot, or if you suddenly get into a game um, that they're actually in, then you're going to be stressing that you're going to drop points to a team you shouldn't. You know, you, there's just there's just no winning in a game like that unless you win by a hundred points, which um, takes an incredible performance to do. Um, so. Just take it. Just fucking take it and move on. There's four points. We're we're keeping that flat track bully label until uh, until we, you know, I'll, I'll happily keep it while we're still trying to figure out how to beat the top teams. As long as we're not losing the ones that we shouldn't, um, it's you're still going to be in a healthy, a reasonably healthy ladder position. So, got the job done. Fifty points up at the Gold Coast. Back this week at Adelaide Oval for a big game against the Swans, and um, let's just move on. So yeah, come on the pair. Keep getting the wins. Keep being the flat track bully. <laughs>